Welcome to our Clothed with the Sun daily podcast, our daily reading and meditation on the gospel of the day. I am James Thomas. Today is Friday, June 23rd, 2023. We got two 23s in a row here. I love the number 23 because in September, the 23rd is Padre Pio's feast day, a great uh, saint that I love. Uh, Today is also the 11th Friday in Ordinary Time. Our reading from today is a continuation of the Gospel according to St. Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and decay destroy, and thieves break in and steal. But store up treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor decay destroys, nor thieves break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there also will your heart be. The lamp of the body is the eye. If your eye is sound, your whole body will be filled with light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be in darkness. And if the light in you is darkness, how great will the darkness be? So we have two different uh, sentiments here as Jesus is continuing his Sermon on the Mount. It just goes on and on and on, and this is the greatest stuff we're ever going to learn. This is the stuff that's going to get us to heaven. The idea of the lamp of the body being the eye, and we want to be filled either with light or darkness. He says, if it's darkness, how great will the darkness be? That's actually frightening, and it's especially frightening, too, when we consider all the things that we look at. In our society today, we live in a pornographic society. Our whole society is filled with garbage. And, you know, we talk about delights of the eye. We talk about, uh, you know, why are they all out there? People are trying to sell things usually. People are trying to make money. But the things that we see get into our brain. And then the brain starts, uh, whatever, holding on to things, fantasizing about things, etc. And Jesus says in another place, I mean, this is just speaking about lust, never mind greed and all these other things. But regarding lust, he says, it's not enough to not commit adultery. But if a man looks at a woman with lust, he has already committed adultery in his heart. These are scary things. So we have to be very careful what we do with our eyes. There's something called custody of the eyes where we are careful not to look. And I mean, it's so difficult when you consider social media and all these different things. You know, I'm once again, not just talking about lust per se, but how many times we are intending to do something good with our day, with our lives, and then we get caught up looking at some stupid thing online. And we notice that hours have gone by. We've wasted that time. And we've perhaps filled ourselves with negative things, with things that are not good for us. When we should have been maybe with our families, we should have been in nature, we should have been in prayer, we should have been reading a good book, Uh, whatever, whatever it might be. There's so many things that God has given to us. And I'm not saying all media is bad or anything like that. Sure, a little bit here and there, especially if we have good purposes for it, evangelization, things like that, checking in with family and friends. But yes, we allow so much garbage to get into us through the eye. And Jesus says, how great will the darkness be if we allow the darkness to take over? It's something we really have to be vigilant about because so many people are lost 
through the sins that come through the eyes, as Our Lady predicted in Fatima over a hundred years ago. Now, moving on to the first part of the reading about the treasure. It's funny because, uh, I don't know, he says, where moth and decay destroy, thieves break in and steal. That's just one thing I was thinking, well, there's this little belligerent part of me that's like, well, no, you get digital currency (laughs) and you don't have to worry about moths and thieves. And then I think, yeah, and then there's this thing called the U.S. government. Anyway, I'm not going to say any more about that as our taxes just keep increasing and increasing uh, so that they can fund government programs that very often are not good for us. Uh, So anyway, it's all the more reason That we rely on God for the things of the world, and he has promised that he will always provide for us. He will take care of us. It's true. We do have to work on our own wealth if that's part of one's vocation. St. Francis de Sales talks about, and and Vatican II uses St. Francis de Sales' writings, talking about how each of us has a particular vocation, and we are all called to live a holy life through our vocation, in our vocation. So a monk is not worried about increasing his wealth. In fact, most people should not be uh, preoccupied with just, you know, I have, an, I have millions, I want billions now. We certainly shouldn't be pursuing wealth like that. Uh, but yes, St. Francis de Sales mentions it's a good thing if a father of a family is trying to increase his wealth to provide for his family, you know, a, a legitimate concern so that they're not constantly worried about where their next meal is coming from. He's allowed to do that. That's not a bad thing. Anyway, the focus here, though, is Jesus saying, store up your treasure in heaven. What is in that treasure chest that we're storing up for heaven? That we're storing up, and I always say, heaven is here on earth, and it's in heaven, and it's after this life. So in other words, building up the spiritual life, building up our souls and our relationship with Jesus Number one is prayer. It's always going to be prayer. The relationship with Jesus that we have increasing more and more and more. And you know, the treasure chest, like our souls, can become filthy and filled with garbage. So this is why a good confession is needed on a regular basis. Emptying out all the bad stuff, the stuff that we took in through our eyes and the bad choices that we've made. Cleaning it out and then filling it with increasing our relationship with God through prayer but then also our sacrifices. Now, if we brag about the sacrifices that we've made, okay, then we lose them. Jesus says, you've already earned your reward. So it's not about, uh, you know, hey, everybody, look at me, I'm fasting. No, that defeats the purpose. But rather, we're putting things into that treasure chest. Maybe you could think of the treasure chest as Jesus's heart. You're putting things into that heart. How often do a husband and wife share intimacy on many different levels, and the rest of the world would never know about it. That's the way it's supposed to be between husband and wife. I mean, yeah, you want once in a while, you tell the world how much you love your spouse, but we, it's easy to think of intimacy when we think of, you know, our home life, our family, we don't want things getting out, even if they're good things, you know, the intimacy a husband and wife share. Well, Jesus wants our hearts in, in secret as well. He says, go into your inner room. That's referring to a room, but it's also referring to your heart. So the way that we pray, the way that we fast. Now, sometimes I might share about my prayer life a little bit here and there because I'm teaching about the prayer life. Well, that's a little bit of a different story. And in fact, if I look at it as, you know, parents, 
sharing with their children a little bit about themselves so that the children can hopefully learn from a good example. Not that we're bragging or anything like that, but you know, this, it's a good analogy for that. Also, when we consider the charity that we give to those in need, it's a simple thing. You know, regularly considering the poor, the needy, maybe those that need to be spent time with, such as, I know I ended my sentence fragment there with a preposition, but those with whom we spend time, such as those that are sick, those that are lonely, you know, the, there's the works of mercy visiting those in prison. Those are treasures that we place in heaven. And those are things that we will get back. Those are things that will be given to us if we haven't bragged about them. If we haven't showcased, oh, look at all the charity I'm giving. Well, you, you just lost your reward. So to do a little charity here and there, to do a little fasting here and there, maybe to increase that more and more, to make sacrifices of our time. These are really important things, and this is placing the treasure in heaven. Using our gifts. So many of us are gifted in so many ways. How do we use that gift? Some of us, we might think, oh, well, prayer is just for me. And, you know, do we spend time praying for others or maybe praying with and praying over others? And once again, nobody needs to know. We just do it. Sometimes people see the good works that we do. Okay, you can't control that if you honestly were were not bragging, if you honestly were not showcasing your efforts. One uh, great example of placing your treasure in heaven, and this is something we often forget, but it's very, very powerful. You know, Mary says, if you pray the rosary every day, you're going to go to heaven. And... One of the practical, somewhat practical reasons for that is every time we say that Hail Mary, we're saying, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. So Mary, in her mind, being that she's with Jesus in heaven, she's able to count those Hail Marys. I'm not saying it's a quantifiable thing. (laughs) Like, all right, I'm going to give him this much grace because he said 1,273 Hail Marys. But still, She's holding on to those as we continue to say those Hail Marys over and over again, the prayers for the moment of our death. She is not going to let us down. She, you know, God and the Blessed Mother do not renege on their promises. So those prayers are very powerful. You know, that's very much an image of placing our treasure in heaven because those are things that are going to get us to heaven. I think as well, there's a priest that I was very good friends with who died a few years ago. He was a very traditional old priest. And um, at his funeral, the priest that preached his funeral said that he, when he was on his deathbed, he said, I'm going to you know, give you your absolution and anointing, and I want to also give you the apostolic pardon. And the old priest frustrated with so many changes that took place in Vatican II and maybe not understanding all the changes, said, oh, the apostolic pardon. Now, just for those that are listening, the apostolic pardon is something that a priest can pray over you at the moment of your death, and it takes away purgatory. If your soul is truly repentant of sin, um, it takes away purgatory. It literally, uh, you know, takes away all temporal punishment due to sin. It's like an indulgence. It is essentially an indulgence. And a priest can give that to you at the moment of death. This is why we need to call a priest when we're dying. And so this priest said to the other priest, 
oh, do they still do that? The apostolic pardon, is that still a thing? And he said, oh, yes, very much so. It's in the prayer book here. Yeah, the, you know, Vatican II rewrote the prayers. And yes, you know, we're supposed to do that. And I do it all the time. And he, the priest that was dying said, oh, that's good because I do that constantly. I, d- I give that to everybody. Now, the priest preaching started to weep a little bit as he said it. And I started to weep a little bit as well, sitting in the pew listening. Uh, as he went on to say, so this priest said, you know, I give it to everybody. And then the priest preaching went on to say, and I visited him about seven different times while he was dying. So I gave him the apostolic pardon all seven times. And it just made me think, wow, he was faithful in his life. Talk about building up your treasure for heaven. He wasn't even sure if he should still be doing it. But this indulgence at the moment of death, he gave to who knows how many hundreds, maybe thousands of people sending them straight to heaven. And while he was dying, it wasn't enough that he got his confession heard a couple days before his death, which would have been, I'm sure, great right there. But he received the apostolic pardon seven times as he was about to die. Who knows if there's any little remnant of sin in there that that prayer is washing away. And who knows also how many other priests visited him while he was dying and perhaps also gave him the apostolic pardon. So his treasure was quite (laughs) huge truly build up for heaven, getting him to heaven. And uh, so this is what we need to think about. We live not just for heaven. We live for grace in this life. We live for evangelization in this life. We want to grow as close to God as we can. We want to bless our world around us. We want to bless the people around us and draw them to Christ. But at the same time, Jesus is telling us there's a treasure being stored up for us in heaven that we will have for all eternity insofar as we don't waste these things. And so far as we're conscious of it, we're building it up, our prayer, our fasting, our almsgiving, our good works, the Lord is, is taking note of these things and the Lord will, the Lord just cannot be outdone in generosity. So he's going to give us so much based on the little bit of effort that we give to him. Hope everybody has a great day. God bless you.